you don't love me, and there may be someone else. And as I sit alone here at home, knowing what I should do, I find I can't stay away from you. I can't stay away from you. Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Matthew Craig. Thank you for joining me, man. It's been a beautiful, 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 beautiful sports week. A lot of headline news, a lot of breaking news, and a lot of celebrations. Um, but before I start, I am recording this episode on, but before I start, I am recording this episode on June 18th, Sunday, June 18th, 2023. And if you don't know, today is Father's Day. So I just want to send a happy Father's Day out to all the outstanding men out there raising kids, doing the best they can to provide the best life for their children that they can, being present, not just financially, but physically, emotionally, and everything else, man. You're doing a great job. Continue to do a great job. I'm not a father yet, so I don't know the trials and tribulations that come along with being a parent, but um, I I do know it's a tough job. I do know it's a job that can't you can plan for it as long as much as you want, but stuff unpredictable, unpredictable stuff just come up. Um, I went to church this morning. The pastor was preaching about how you have to put your own needs to decide for your parent. Your, you have to put your own needs to decide for your kids' needs. And he was speaking of you can be sick with scrap throat, can barely move, but if your son or your daughter is sick with a cold, you put your, you put your your care to decide for your kids' needs. And I haven't reached that level of sacrifice yet because, like I said, I have no kids. So I wish I just want to send a shout-out to all the fathers in the world. Happy Father's Day to my pops. Um, shout-out to him. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona. And happy Father's Day to um, all my siblings, friends. and It's too many for me to name. My line brothers, my cousins, my brother, my brothers, um, my cousins, everybody, man. It's a happy Father's Day to all y'all, man. And I hope y'all got more than some cheap cologne in the bag of socks today (laughs) i hope y'all actually got some good gifts and a good meal today and i hope that the people in y'all live showed y'all that y'all are appreciated especially if you're out here doing a great job as a father because it is a tough job heavy is the head that wears the crown now just jump some sports news so before i start the last episode i recorded was on june 1st i went back to back to back with three episodes in a row um like two or three days apart and then I did one on June 1st, and I haven't recorded since then, so that's been about over a little over two weeks. But in the mix of those two weeks, I have jumped on two podcasts in the in the meantime. So if you, um, I mean, the takes I said on those podcasts may be a bit season old now, but um, I did jump on Law's List podcast with my man Faze and Lawrence, and we talked about um, the NBA draft and everything like that, and John Morant, and I jumped on the play-by-play podcast with Devin Aspie. And uh, we talked about the recap for the NBA Finals. So even though I did, was not recording on my own platform, I did hop on two other platforms in the mix of this time. But now I'm back to give the people what they want, the Open Stride Podcast episode. So the first thing I want to say is congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on winning the NBA championship. You put up an amazing fight. You had a super, You have a superstar player. 
You have um, many, 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 many talented players on your roster. Shout out to the different Nuggets. You have a superstar player who is now the best player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic. And you have talented, talented, talented roster with Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, um, Brown, everybody on the roster, man. Michael Porter Jr., who didn't play the best, but also the last two games did give a lot of hustle and play a lot of defense. Um, but his scoring was – Michael Porter Jr. has never seen a shot that he has not liked. That's what I say about him. He has never seen a shot that he has not liked. He is one to put it up. Um, he does not lose confidence. I, I mean, I won't say he loses confidence, but he doesn't lose confidence to not take the shot because <laughs> that man is going to put it up. But, man, shout-out to the Denver Nuggets, man. I kind of went into depth on what I thought about the whole series on um, Dale's podcast. Um, but I'm going to go into it on my own podcast right now. It, it just say that I played them through and through. They really should have been a sweep. It should have been a sweep. But um, Miami was able to still win. Um, Denver was just out. They just outmatched them. They were just a better team, um, more talented. And Miami just ran out of – I ain't going to say Miami ran out of gas. They just got outplayed. Um, they was out hustling. Miami was always the, under, the, the team with the least talent, but they out hustle people. They out scheme people. They have one of the great. They have one of the greatest coaches in the NBA in Eric Spoelstra. So they just did everything they needed to do to be from the Bucks to the Knicks to the Celtics and all the way to the NBA Finals. And you gotta tilt your hat to that man. The Miami he put up a fight, but um, they just wasn't talented enough um, to beat a team like the Denver Nuggets, who were not gonna let them out hustle them and out and out um, play and out scheme them. <clears throat> so shout out to the Denver Nuggets, the new NBA champion champions, um, twenty twenty three NBA champions. And I just want y'all to know, before this, before not the season, before the season, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be transparent. Before the season, the two teams I picked to make it to the NBA Finals were the Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers. I was obviously wrong on that. Um, but before the playoffs, I changed my pick based on how the season went. Like before the season predictions, that's before I, I did that before I seen training camp. I just I just pick my two teams. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people be scared to make predictions like that because they they want to see players play first. But I, the way I make predictions is I want to do it before I see anything because I don't want to be swayed. I just want to I, I just want to outsmart everyone and, and make something. And sometimes I was wrong. Sometimes I'm right. And obviously in this in this instance I was wrong. But once the playoffs started, I jumped off the Clippers bandwagon because um, they were injured. Obviously Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So I, I didn't pick. I, I, I severe. I, I looked at the landscape and I said, "Who is the team I think can come out west?" And I landed on the Denver Nuggets, um, which I was surprised that more people wasn't on the Denver Nuggets. Um, not trying to not trying to say like I'm just more intelligent than most when it comes to sports takes, but just they were literally the number one seed all season, and they were outplaying everybody all season. So when the playoffs started. For them to be the number one seed, a lot of people treated them like the Atlanta Hawks that year when they were the number one seed and won 60 games and lost to LeBron James and them. Like, they were treating them like that. Like, they was like, yeah, y'all the number one seed. Yeah, y'all had the best record throughout the regular season, but nobody's done to y'all. So I picked the Denver Nuggets. I just, I just looked at the landscape of the West, and really I just looked around at the competition and said, it's nobody really else out there that I feel like can come out West other than Denver. And then I stuck with Philly out East. So I did Philly. And I did Denver to make the play to make the championship, and I was obviously wrong on my Philly pick. But I did Denver to make it, and I did Denver to beat Philly in the NBA Finals, and I ended up being correct. Um, that's why I call myself the Prophet, or that's why I am called the Prophet, because I was correct about that. Um, but I'm not here to brag about my predictions, because we can do that all day. <laughs> but um, 
yes, man. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets. You know, Cody Yokus is officially the best player in the NBA. Um, and we wish him the best throughout this throughout his career. Hopefully he can continue to win more games and, you know, be seen as one of the best players of all time, a top ten player. I mean, everybody was talking about how Giannis Hunter Cooper was on place to be a top ten player of all time. He won two MVPs, he won a finals, he won a championship. Uh, he won the finals MVP. He won defensive player of the year, all first team all NBA. And they was like, yeah, Giannis is definitely on pace to be the um, one of the top ten players of all time. And then these last two years, he kind of uh, I ain't gonna say flamed out, but he lost in the first round last this year, and he lost in the what second round last year. He, uh, he was without Chris Middleton, but yeah, he still lost. So um, I still think Giannis is better than Jokic, but I can't make that case right now with Jokic holding the championship with the finals MVP. And I'm not saying just because you win the championship with finals MVP that automatically makes you the best player in the, in, in the NBA because it doesn't. But if you look at the landscape, who else can we really get a title to? I can't give it to Giannis right now because he lost in the first round. So I got it. I ain't going to say I'm giving it to Jokic out of – I'm not saying I'm giving the Jokic out of default, but Jokic definitely earned it. Um, so let's move on to some more crazy news because it's getting hot. <laughs> I tell people all the time, man, my favorite time, I, I have my favorite time in the NBA season ranked in, in parts. So my favorite time in the NBA season is the NBA Finals, the first and second round of the playoffs, opening day, and the offseason. I break my, like, offseason. Because so much off, off people are like why would you why do you like the off season so much, bro? The off season we not they not playing no basketball games they not playing no games, but the off season is just as exciting as the regular season in the playoffs. The reason I like the first and second round of the playoffs because we get real competitive basketball with good teams every day, two times a night, three times a night, and I just love that we get real competitive basketball with good teams, good players, good coaches. Sometimes a bad team streak into the playoffs. But most, for the most part, we get competitive basketball every day. Two games a night, three games a night, and I just love that. That's why the, that's why the first and second round is like my favorite time of the NBA season. Um, then probably right behind the probably behind the first and second round is probably the NBA Finals, just because it's the NBA Finals. Then after that, it's opening day because I'm just excited that basketball is back. And right below that, bro, is the NBA offseason. NBA offseason is one of my favorite times of the NBA season because so much happens in the NBA offseason. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is the domino that fell today. Um, me and Faze was going to do a topic later on this, in this offseason and talk about which team should blow it up blow it up this offseason. And the teams on our list were Chicago, Washington, Portland, Toronto, and the Clippers. Well, Washington Wizards, man, they beat us to the punch, and they blew it up already. They traded their superstar. Well, he's not a superstar. They traded their star guard, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal to, to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Chris Paul, Shamit, and a lot of picks. A lot, a lot of picks. Most of the picks from what they're saying are second-round picks and multiple pick swaps. The whole framework of the trade is not out yet because they are still trying to work through some things. And they said Washington is trying to find a third team <clears throat> to enter the trade so they can send Chris Paul to. This is a big mess. <laughs> this, so, okay. Okay, let me, let me bring up behind the curtain. House of Accountability. It's the NABJ group me I'm in. Um, National Association of Black Journalists, if you don't know what NABJ means. Um, it's an organization I started on NSU campus when I was an undergrad student and still around to this day. They do a lot of great things. Shout out to NABJ at, at NSU. 
Um, but NABJ is an organization I joined when I was a student. I joined it, I joined this group, Mitch's. I joined NABJ as a student, and I came in contact with friends that I made that become that became family, and we in the group mission today, and we talk sports all the time. We were talking about this trade, and I was just they were just like, yeah, Chris Paul gonna get bought out, yada yada yada, he gonna move on. And and my main thing is, bro, like from the Washington Wizards standpoint, what the hell did you get from this? And shout out to X example, he said they got they got to offload on Bradley's bill contract. Bruh, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Like, that's... Okay, so y'all, they offload... Let's say, just to say that's the reason. Let's say the reason they wanted to trade Bradley Bill for pennies on the dollar because they wanted to offload his contract. Even if that's the case, bruh, let's say y'all got all the cap space in the world and y'all can sign anybody to a max deal. Players are not knocking the door down to play in Washington, D.C. The Wizards have not had a successful title run in centuries. Well, not centuries for real, y'all. I'm over-exaggerating. I know we got Mr. Technos out there. But they haven't had a successful title run in years. And they haven't even made the playoffs in the last few years. And now they got Christoph Ozingas, who's got a player option to leave. And they got Kyle Kuzma, who has a player option to leave. And that's, and like, what else do they have, bruh? So it's like, for me, y'all traded Bradley Beal. Let's say it was for the, to clear the cap space up. What players are knocking down the door to come play in Washington? If, if for me, for me, if y'all wanted to trade him or if he asked for a trade and y'all couldn't find a suitable, a suitable team to trade him to, sit your ass on the bench, Bradley Beal. If you don't want to play, sit on the bench. Go home. It's up to you. Either you play. Either you sit on the bench or you take your ass home. But I'm not trading you for pennies on a dollar just because you want to be traded after taking all this money and deciding and scrubbing out since you took that money. Nah, nah. He had an offseason this past season. He averaged like 23 points a game. I know because he was on my fantasy team. He was one of the reasons I lost. I drafted that fool. I ain't going to call him a fool. But I drafted that man. But, yeah, talking about the offload his contract. Bruh, I, man, fuck that contract. Sit on the bench or go home or come play. But we are not sending you to where you want to go just because. And people talking about they had no choice but to send him where he wanted to go. Bullshit. Bull, man, bullshit. He could have set his ass. I'm going to stop cussing. But he could have set his ass on that bench and collected that money or took his ass home until we found a suitable partner that he agreed to since they gave him a no trade clause. So y'all gave this man a super max deal and a no trade clause just to trade him a year or two later for Chris Paul who's probably in his last two seasons if that and a lot of second round picks and some pick swaps that's what you telling me you got no you got no player in return that you can play right now no player in return that you can play right now and and you telling me that's 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 malpractice and I feel I believe the play the, the fans and the people of Washington DC Charter the City y'all need to riot I am calling for the immediate removal for all of management that works for the Washington Wizards. I I am calling for the people of D.C. If you're listening, it's time to write it. It's time to write it. This it has this has been a it, this is this is a tragedy. This is malpractice. Y'all should be y'all should be upset right now, and y'all should go down to the arena and bang on the door to talk to somebody. 
because this is not right what they just did. This is not right. They need to hire somebody like me to come in there and I make sure I clean that mess up. I was watching the DC fans start let's start a petition and we're gonna get everybody to sign it to make me the next pre, um, president of basketball operations for the Washington Wizards or or the GM. Let's start that petition. Matt Craig, Showtime, the Prophet, the next, the next GM for the Washington Wizards. Because what they just did is a travesty. And I just don't want to see I just don't see why people not don't understand how horrible this was. Now if more stuff come out later and it make it make it make more sense. Right now it's, it's a travesty. Cause for me, he would have said at home, he would have sat on the bench, or he would have played. You got multiple years left in your contract and you not and you forcing your way out after you got your money and you got a no trade clause. My my thing is the only thing that's frustrating with it is for me is like why hold on him for this long just to trade him for that? It's like it's like it's so weird to me. It's like because I don't know if if Bradley Beal forced his way out and said he wanted to trade and he said he only wanted to play for the Washington uh, he only wanted to play for the uh, Phoenix Suns. Let's say if that's true, that means he had no loyalty to y'all. That means y'all showed that man the ultimate loyalty and he had no loyalty. At the end of the day, he told he want he took the money, he got the no trade card to decide where he wanted to go, and he dipped. And he dipped. Y'all should have traded him before y'all gave him the contract. Of course, you didn't see this coming. You didn't know this was going to happen. But still, I just it just makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. Like, maybe somebody can explain it to me. If you feel like you can explain it to me, hit me up at Matt Craig all day on Instagram, Matt Craig all day on Twitter. Or just text me if you got my number. Hit me up and call me because it makes no sense to me. What the uh, Washington Wizards just did. The Phoenix Suns just finessed the hell out of them. Chris Paul, second round picks, multiple pick swaps, and Shamit. So you got no player in return that you can play right now. And they saying they may trade Chris Paul. They may, they may add a 30 team to make a three-team deal and send Chris Paul somewhere else. That's ridiculous, bro. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The, the fans of Washington, D.C. should riot and storm the arena. Because that is ridiculous what y'all just did. And now y'all going to be the, the most sorry team. And y'all, y'all decided to go full tank mode a year after the the, the most sought-after prospect, Victor Wimiata, come out. Like, y'all should have did this last year if y'all wanted to go full-blown tank. Dude, like, the prospect y'all wanted is coming up in the draft Next week, Thursday, he's going to be drafted to San Antonio Spurs, and he won't be there for y'all. So now y'all hoping y'all gonna get somebody else next year? Or do you have to? Oh, it just frustrates me because I know once I get in one of these front offices, I'm gonna run it the way it's supposed to be ran. My dream goal is to be the GM or the president of basketball operations for the Houston Rockets or the New York Knicks. Dream drive, dream. One of my dream goals. I have, like I said, I have a lot of goals throughout my life. I have no staple goal. Like once I get this, my life is satisfied. I have a lot of different goals. And the ones that, if you ever wonder about this, the uh, the lifeguard thing, I did try out <laughs> to be a lifeguard and I failed the test. That shit was hard. <laughs> but I'm coming back next season. I'm coming back next year. I'm about to get in shape. I'm about to get in shape. I'm going to do some more swimming this summer. Just kind of get, the test is hard though, bro. Like the people that you want, y'all out there that's laughing, I feel it. Understand the test is no joke. I'm talking about backpedaling, swimming on your um, backpedaling, deep diving, swimming on the water, holding your breath, drunk, driving to the diving to the bottom of the um the pool, the pool like a twenty pound. Like it's tough, bro. It's tough, and I failed it. I failed it. I failed it. I failed it because I wasn't trying to do no look no kiddie pool life call. I wanted to do the life call on the deep end, ten feet deep. I want to be that type of life. If I can't be that life call, I ain't trying to be no little kid life call. Nah, nah, nah. Put me on the deep end and, and watch me swim. But um, yes, 
back to this. Watching the Wizards, y'all got finesse. And I'm not sure if I ever seen a finesse like this ever in my life. Um, Bradley Bill, just to talk about the Bradley Bill situation. Um, I think he and the Phoenix Suns are going to have a good run, I think. Um, I'll have to see what pieces they put around him. The fit kind of, for me, is weird. With Devin Booker and Bradley Bill, I, don't, I just don't see the fit. I don't see the fit. Because neither one of them are really, like, like ball handling guards. Like, Devin Booker has been trying to over the years. But he's not, like, setting people up, getting people going. And now he just, they just got a new coach. So he got to come in with a new system to fit those. Like, he has some amazing offensive and talent. Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, amazing, amazing talent. But the fit is just not there for me. Um, they're going to have to get some nice role players, players to come in and take bed midrooms. They got to draft well. Um, they got a lot. They got a lot to do. And they still got they got, they got to keep Aiden, which I don't understand how they did that. And they might be trying to move Aiden next. I don't know. They might be moving Aiden next. I don't know. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I'm not going to instantly sit here and say the Phoenix Suns are now title contenders. I'm not even going to sit here and say the Phoenix Suns are the second-best team in the West behind um, the Denver Nuggets because they got to see what they do with their roster. I have to see the pieces they pick up, the players they sign, um, the players they draft, if they make any more moves. Like I got to see what they do before I can just really just pinpoint how good I think the Phoenix Suns will be with Bradley Bill because, the, like I said, the fit is just not there for me. Uh, I just got to see it out uh, more before I can just really just put a put a like you know like a label on it. Um, but like I said, me and Faze are doing the NBA preview before the NBA season starts. So once we get to the Phoenix Suns, we're going to do a deep dive on the trades they made, the acquisitions they made, the losses they have, and things like that. So once we do that deep dive on the Phoenix Suns. Um, I have a more concise answer once I see the stuff they the move they make after the preseason. I mean, after the um, off season and after uh, the draft, like the free agency, couple of days in the draft. Um, but to move on, John Morant, John Morant, John Morant was given twenty five games suspension for wielding a firearm in yet another IG video. John Morant. Let me say it again. 25 games for holding up another firearm in another IG Live video. Now, allegedly, Josh said it was a lighter. It was a toy. It was not a real gun. But Adam Silver said, Josh, I'm going to keep it a bug with you. Just for playing with me like that, you go get this 25. Just for even joking with me like that, you go get this 25. Um... And he, that's what he got. He got the 25, and he accepted it, and he ready to move on forward from it and go forward. Um, the people out there that said John Morant should have got 50 games a whole season, um, like, I feel like y'all are being a bit excessive. Like, I feel like y'all taking it too personal. Yes, y'all disrespected Adam Silver. Yes, y'all did something stupid. Yes, y'all did this multiple times, and he seemed like he's not learning. But let's not act like the man. Like, and I know y'all going to get mad, but let's not act like the man committed a crime. Like, let's not act like the man's doing domestic violence, drunk and driving, um, you know what I'm saying, physical assault on somebody. Like, let's not act like the man it has done on robbery. Like, come on, like, have some grace. And it's like, no, he needs to learn. It's like, I feel like y'all taking it too personal, bro. Like, just, just dial it back a bit. Let's dial it back a bit. 25 games is plenty. 25 games is plenty. 
Like, that's what I said. When I was on, on Law's list, I said he going to get between 25 and 30 games. That's what I seen, and that's exactly what he got. Because, one, I feel like they was going to give him at least 18 so he can be out of the uh, out of the MVP, yeah, MVP, the MVP awards, all the major awards, and getting all NBA. So he's losing all the money off that because he's not going to be able to get the Supermax. He's not going to be all NBA because you got to at least play a certain amount of games to even considered for all NBA in, money, in any of the major awards. So, boom, he's losing the Supermax off rip. So, that's money out of his pocket. Miles um, Bridges got 30 games for domestic violence. So, it's like people people wasn't going crazy saying Miles Bridges should be gone for the whole season when he got accused of domestic violence and had the proof even, go, even though the girl dropped the charges. But still, people wasn't like – so, I, my, my, my frame was he's going to at least get 18 and he's going to get no more than 30 because that's what Miles got. So, in that ballpark, I just broke it down the middle. I said he'll get about 25 games. And that's exactly what he got, 25 games. And I think that's fair. I think that's right. I think the Memphis Grizzlies go go play well without him. And when he come back, they can take they can take their turn for the second half of the season coming out of Christmas. And they can get the ball rolling and make a title run. I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies are good enough to win the championship anyway, me personally. Um, but they can definitely put up a fight and get some teams. Because um, I – I tell people all the time, bro. I told, like I said, in the um, in a sports group I'm in with a, like a bunch of alphas, I went in there once and said John Moran is uh, overhyped, and they just went crazy on me like I called him a bum. I said his ceiling is Damian Litter, and they just went crazy on me like Damian Litter's a bum. And I was like, bro, he's, I said, I said nine times out of ten, John Moran is never going to win an MVP. And they were just like, how you know that? You're not a psychic. I say, of course I'm not a psychic. None of us are psychics. But I'm giving a prediction. Like, do I have to be a psychic to give a prediction? Like, when you ask somebody who you think will win this game and they say such and such, do that mean they're a psychic? No, that mean they just gave a prediction. I just hate people. People say they're like, how you know you're not a psychic? Like, of course I'm not a psychic, dumbass. I'm just giving my prediction. Like, be serious. So, yeah, I said John Morant. I said 9 times out of 10, I would bet, if I had to bet on it, I would bet that he would never win the MVP in his career. And I said his ceiling in his career is Damian Lillard. And people just went crazy like I called him. Like I said, his ceiling was going to be Raymond Felton or something. They just went mad, which I never understood. Like a Hall of Famer, top 75 all player, point guard, elite, talented Damian Leonard. You you, you think it's disrespectful? I said his ceiling is that guy? Like what you want me to say? Like the only thing above that would be Curry, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and John Moran is not that. Like he's not that. Like just I just need people to think logically. If I'm saying his ceiling is Damian Leonard, a top 75 player, uh, a Hall of Fame player, a Hall of Fame talent, led his team to playoffs multiple years, averaged 25 points multiple times, is a dog. His ceiling is that. That's what I said. And they got they thought, that, they thought that was disrespectful. And for me, it's like, what else is above that then? So you're saying, if you think he's better than that, are you saying he's Curry? Are you saying he's Isaiah Thomas? Are you saying he's Matt? Because that's the next tier of players or point guards. That's the next tier. And he's not that, bro. He's not that. Like, is that disrespectful by saying he's not going to be the next Steph Curry? Not next Steph Curry like in playing style, but accolades and, and winning. He's not going to be the next Steph. He's not going to lead the team as a lead guy to multiple championships. He's not. So I was like, he, he's not going to win MVP. He's not going to win MVP. And that was, and I stuck with it. He could go, he go have years where he's going to be in the MVP conversation. But he's not. He's not. The talent is not there from the, from the point guard position. And I, I feel like that's not disrespectful to say. And anybody that disagree, we can we can argue about it another day. Just hit me up, and we can come on. You can come on the pod. Um, but yeah, John, John, I wish you the best, man. I wish you get. I hope you get the help you need, bruh. 
And um, if you ever want to talk to a real one about the situation and kind of break it down, come on over to our podcast and I get you right, man. I'm not going to pillow talk you. I'm, I'm not going to pillow talk you, soft love you, and do that love. Like, just agree to everything you say. We're going to talk. We're going to be real about it. We're going to get down to it um, in the most respectful way. So, uh, so shout out to the job, man. I hope everything worked out with you and your suspension and you coming back. I believe you can be a better player once you come back. All right. Couple more things I'm gonna talk about, then I'm gonna go ahead and close out. Like, like I said, I like to keep these episodes short. I really want this one to be at least under thirty, but I'm, I think I'm past that already. Um, but we're gonna see. Zion, freaky Z, freaky Z, Zion Williamson, man, Zion Williamson, bruh. So it's been talks that the New Orleans Pelicans may want to trade Zion for the number two draft pick to the Charlotte. Hornets, who just got a new owner, Michael Jordan, sold the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Um, I'm not sure who, but he's, they say like three bill. Um, yeah, they, he sold that, and he is probably the worst owner, one of the worst owners, just on the court wise in NBA history. Because if you talk about integrity, people wise, it's way worse than Michael Jordan, like Donald Sterling. Like it's way worse than Michael Jordan. Like, not even close. I'm just talking about putting the product on the court. He's probably the most, he probably one of the worst of all time, uh, who was a great, great top three basketball player of all time. Um, but yeah, Zion, uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to all right, so, Zion announced that he was having a kid, right? And this is all public information, so I'm not, I'm not telling y'all anything personal about this man's life. That's not already out there. So Zion announced that he was having a kid um, on social media. And once that happened, people recognized his baby mama because, um, I mean, just I'm just going to say it. They, they recognized her because they said she did, she does porn or she has done porn. So they were just like, they just start blasting Zion. Like, bro, how could you get, like, just in a way judging, like, how could you get someone like that pregnant being the person you are? And I'm not judging him from getting that young lady pregnant. And I'm not judging her for the profession she does. This is a judgment-free zone. I'm just giving y'all the information that was that that how it was given to me. And they were just dogging him out, just talking about him and yada yada yada. But they were like, bro, you got a whole porn star pregnant. You Zion Williams and like, like, bro, like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, yo, we we can see your girls, goods, on social media for for the free. Like, let's be real, Zion. So whatever. Whatever the case may be, he got her pregnant. That's his baby mama. They're going to have a kid soon. Whatever. And he was at the baby shower, happy, smiling, and all that. So after that happened, we found out who Freaky Z was. Freaky Z. Freaky Z is Zion Williamson. Because multiple porn stars came out and said, Zion, you dirty dog. You dirty dog, you. And I'm talking about one in particular, I'm not going to mention her name. Um, she was going on a tangent for, I think she's still texting about it. To, I, mean, I think she's still tweeting about it to this day. She was just putting Zion on blast, talking about how they did this, did that, and how can you, and I was just like, Zion is actively out here having sex with porn stars without using protection. Allegedly. Allegedly. This girl could be lying. Um, but 
Zion just needs a good person in his life to lead him. Like, Zion, you need a good vet in your life. You need a good mentor in your life. You need somebody in your life to kind of tell you, like, bro, what are you doing right now? And um, I know sometimes you can't have that in life. And sometimes people just still do their own thing. So you can't really judge people for the actions they make. You just got to stand behind them or let cut them loose. But Zion, bro, I'm just appalled. I really don't know what to say because... I just wish we can just have a sit down, talk one on one, and just talk talk some things too. Because I I feel like I understand why you do the things you do, but it's just a way you go about it, bro. Because I'm not judging. I just feel like it's, a, and I'm not about to sit here and be on my soapbox like I'm freaking Doctor Phil or, not, or something. But I feel like I, I understand what he got going on in his mind. <laughs> but it's just a way you like once once he matures and get older, like once he get 25 and older, 30 and older, like really up there. He could look back on times like that and be like, bro, I was tripping. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. I mean, I'm not and I'm not judging the women for what they do. You know what I'm saying? If you do porn, you do porn, whatever. If you do OnlyFans, you do OnlyFans, whatever. Like, I'm not one to talk down on anybody for what they do for a living, as long as you're not harming people or um like kidnapping people or like something like that. But uh But all that boiled down to the Northern Pelicans one wanting to trade Zion because if he was a superstar player on the court like they wanted him to be, none of this wouldn't even matter. But the fact that he can't even stay on the court, he can't stay healthy, and he got all this off the court, know what's going on, it kind of make it too messy, and they just want to get rid of him. And they want to get rid of him, and I guess they want to build a team around B.I., which would not be a good idea. But that's just a, that's just the route um, they want to go to. And you may ask, Matt, why you why you think building a team around B.I. not a good idea? Because just like John Morant, Damian Litter, B.I., Brandon Ingram, they have a ceiling to this. They have a ceiling to their game, and lately I've been seeing players come out and just openly admit, like, I'm not good enough to lead a championship team. Like Paul George said it not too long ago. He's, I'm, I'm just not good enough to be a the best player on the championship team. I could be the second best player. I could be the third best player, but for me to be that league guy, I'm just not good enough. And David West, who used to be the power forward for the New Orleans Pelicans before they was the New Orleans Pelicans when they had Chris Paul. He said it himself. He said, I'm just not good enough to be the first or second best player on the championship team. I need to go somewhere and play a role where I can be a, a key piece to a championship team and win a ring. But if I am the lead guy or the second guy, we're not going to win because I'm not good enough. And that takes that takes like a lot to say. Like You know what I'm saying? That takes, As a man with an ego, that takes a lot to say. A man with a pride... That takes a lot to say, sit there and just evaluate. That's, that's some hell of that's hell of a self evaluation to say I'm not good enough to do this, but I can serve this role and still get the same results if I work with the right people. That's some, that's hell of a you know what I'm saying. That's hell of self awareness, and um, I don't think Bi is good enough to be the best player on the championship team just based on his game that I've seen so far and everything that I've seen from him. He's his talent wise just won't take you there. But he's a hell of a player, but he's just not good enough to be a best player on the championship team. Now, he could be a second best. Like, some players could be a damn good number two to a damn good number one. Like, um, Bradley Beal. Like, Bradley Beal next to Kevin Durant is amazing. Bradley Beal next to Giannis Antetokounmpo is amazing. See, Bradley Beal next to a top five player, he go do work. But Bradley Beal next to a top eight, top a sub eight player, they got to sit. Like, Bradley Beal next to Jimmy Butler. They'll be hell of a good, but they 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 got they still got a ways to go. So 
Um, what I would do if I was the Northern Pelicans, it would be hard pressed for me to trade Zion. I'm not even gonna cap. It would be hard pressed for me to trade Zion unless he just really does not want to be there. If he just not want to be, if he does not want to be there, um, then I have to go ahead and get him out of there. Um, I take him in Houston. I definitely take him in Houston. That's the B- BBL capital. So <laughs> Zion, you'll be in love, baby. You'll love it in Houston. That's the BBL capital. You'll you'll be next to Atlanta. Houston is right there uh, up there with Atlanta. So you you'll love it. You'll love it. You see, y'all seen him to Atlanta. It's over with. It's over with. He may, he may get about four or five, baby. Mama. So we want to be careful what we see in Zion. He seemed to lack self control. Um, but yeah, man, Zion. Wish you the best. Uh, if they trade you, good luck to where you go. I would like to see him in Houston. But if I was the Pelicans, like I said, I wouldn't trade him. If he truly tells me in my face that he wants to be here in New Orleans, I'm not trading him. But if he, like, if he give me any type of body language, any type of vibe, like, I'm, I tell people all the time, I'm a vibe reader, bro. I pick up on vibes quick. Like, that's a whole skill I have. It's like a, it's like a six cent I have. I pick up on vibes quick. And I know when to move around. I know when to say certain things. I know when to, like, fall back. I know when to push forward. Like, I'm a vibe reader, bro. And if, if Zion gave me any type of vibe that he didn't want to be there, I'm going to go ahead and get him out of there and try to get the highest bidder to go ahead and send him to me. And I'm going to send him where I want to send him. He already he under contract, and he got no trade call. I'm going to send him where I want to send him. If I want to send him to um to play for the Chinese team, I'm going to send him over there. But uh, like I said, bro, when I be in gym, y'all going to really see what's up. I'm going to hold it down. I'm going to hold it down. All right, so last few things, man. The NBA draft is next, this Thursday. This Thursday coming up. Um, it's a lot of things going on. Uh, I want to wish all those young men good luck. Your lives is about to be changed overnight. Um, good luck to the teams you go to. The Houston Rockets, my team, have the fourth pick. I'm not sure what we're leaning with our pick. I'm not sure if we're going to trade it or we're going to draft one of them Thompson twins. I'm not sure if one of the top players may fall to us. I know Victor's not, but maybe Scoop may fall to us. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Brandon Miller may fall to us. I don't know. So we're going to see. Um, I'm not really impressed with um, too much talent out of this draft, uh, other than like a few handful of players. Um, so it's it's really, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like a draft where you got like multiple, multiple talented players coming out like, one of the drafts that I said um, that I feel like it's, I mean, 2018 is one of my favorite drafts because they had like hella talent come out that draft and a lot of role players that went a lot of different ways and a lot of superstar players that went a lot of different ways and a lot of star players. Like 2018 was a hell of a draft in my eyes. Another draft that I thought was really, really good was 10 years before 2018, which was 2008. I feel like that was a really good draft. That's back when they had Rose, Westbrook, Kevin Love, Eric Gordon, Brooke Lopez, Roy Hilbert, DeAndre Jordan, Gordon Dragic, like Michael Beasley, even though he kind of fell off, OJ Mayo, who was supposed to be like a really good player, but ended up falling off, um, Gallinari, DJ Augustine, like they even had role players. Like everybody, man, not superstar players or star players, but they at least played in the NBA and they did good in the positions they had. Like everybody can't be a superstar, but you can at least play your role. So they, I feel like 2008 was a really good draft. Had a lot of depth. 2018, really good class. A lot of depth. I don't feel the same vibes from this class. And if I'm being honest, y'all, it's been a while since we had a draft. I think 2018 may be the last draft I can remember where the the, uh, the talent was just really good from top to bottom. Like it's not, you know, it's not littered with superstars, but you at least have uh, like a decent amount of quality players that came out. Um, we haven't had a draft like that in a minute. I mean, if we just look, think about it, last year, um, Pablo looks like the real deal. So we're going to see what, how he does. 
Um, Chet hasn't played yet. Jabari looks okay for the Rockets. Um, Murray, they got drafted by the uh, Kings. Looks pretty good. J9 looks pretty good. Like, that draft, not not bad. Not bad. I, I, it's still the, the, the jury's still out on it, but we're going to see how it goes. Um, 2021 with K, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs, Josh Giddy, uh, Kaminga, um, Fonz Wagner. Uh, so that draft is really good, actually. It's really, really good. Um, but I don't I don't see the superstar in this class yet. Cade Cunningham has superstar potential. He's the only one in that class that has superstar potential to me. Everybody else is really good talents. Uh, they may may have a star, like Evan Mobley may end up being a star. Jalen Green, I pray that he becomes a star. Um, Scotty Barnes, who won Rookie of the Year, he may be a star, but I don't see anyone with superstar potential in that draft other than K, uh, K Cunningham, and he can't stay healthy, so it's hard to say. Um, okay, I take it back. 2020, I just looked it up, y'all. 2020 had a good draft class. 2020 had a good draft class. Yes, they they had some hoopers. 2020, 2020, and 2019, that's <laughs> Jai Zion. We're going to get back to it. But 2020, Melo and Tyrese Halliburton, uh, those were some pretty good players. Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, like James Wiseman. Like those, those they had some – Decent players in that draft. I think 2018 is still the best in a while, but 2020 and 2019 are at least some classes that produce some type of superstars for the NBA. Even though Zion and Jai going through their own thing, they're both are really good players. So, so 2018 and 2020 was the last really, really, I mean, not really good, but pretty good one. 2018 to me was the last good, damn good one. Uh, so, we're going to see what the 2023 class brings us. Uh, what's the players the best? Good luck. Um, you know, I'm just rambling now. It's the draft, I get excited for the draft. I'm not going to lie. I would always do mock draft when I was like a youngin in high school and middle school. Uh, we would do mock drafts in class and I would just sit at home, sit at my desk, drawing them on my, um, on my, my, my pen and paper. Just doing mock drafts, man. I, I, I'm a big fan of the mock draft and a big fan of the NBA draft as a whole. All right. So that's going to be everything I'm going to talk about today. It was mainly a lot of basketball. Um, the football season is coming up soon. Um, so I'm excited for football season. Y'all know I'm a Texas fan, but also college-wise, I'm an LSU fan. Uh, football, um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what my what my Tigers can do, and I'm excited to see what my Texans can do. And um, I'm going to my uh, for my everybody that's been following me along. I've been I'm going to my first MLB baseball game on July 24th. I am going to watch the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Um, Houston Astros are my baseball team. I don't follow them deeply because I'm not a big baseball fan, but I'm trying to get into it more. Um, shout out to LD, TJ, and Trent. Um, they kind of t- be giving me not nuggets on baseball. Um, so I've been trying to follow it more, man, and get get more into baseball. Uh, but, yeah, man, my first game, July 4th, 24th, Rangers versus Houston in Houston. Um, me and Monty going, so yeah, man, should be a should be a vibe, should be a vibe, should be. They say they say baseball games are, are boring, but it can be a vibe. I'm gonna try to give me a fresh cut so I can give me some good picks for the ground, <laughs> so I can look like a true baseball head. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's gonna be it for me, man. Thank y'all for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I pray that you, if you have your father in your life, that you showed him love and appreciation for what he has done for you. And if you don't have a good relationship with your father, um, I pray one day that that can be healed and y'all can move on from that.
um, and y'all can appreciate the time y'all still have with each other before um, we get called up to heaven. So, uh, shout out to y'all pops. Uh, like I said, I hope you hope you got a nice T-bone steak today, pops. Hope you got some some something other than some cheap cologne in the bag of socks. And uh, and for the ones in relationship, I hope you got more than uh, what I'm trying to say. Some uh, a cat. Let's just say it like that. I'm trying to be respectful. We got kids listening. Let's say, let's hope you got more than that. <laughs> so um, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that's listening, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, we locked back in this episode. Like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to keep it on the 30, but I couldn't do it. So we kind of kept it on the 20, 45 at least. So shout out to y'all, man. Thank y'all for listening. Um, stay tuned for, for more to come. We got the NBA draft coming up. We got the, um, the NFL offseason. What well, I offer is NFL training camp. And um, we got MLB, WNBA, more WNBA talk. I'm going to do that more in the next episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. And as always, Matt Craig, out.